Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. get this turned down what is going on everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned into i believe this is episode 105 of do rags and boat shoes uh we took the week off because you know it was the holiday going on and i had my in-law staying with me and uh it was our first time hosting uh this year in the new house um and it went off without a hitch it was smooth excellent amazing and i can't wait to do it next year you know the food was banging uh we had a turkey we had a ham uh, i did two kinds of mac and cheese i did a classic mac and cheese um then i did, did my shrimp mac and cheese which is uh, a little bit of cayenne pepper in there some old bay seasonings and uh some big ass shrimp and uh some different cheeses in there and uh it gets busy it gets it gets busy it's a it's a it's a hit it's always a hit whenever i make it uh i made some uh some dressing for the first time uh this thanksgiving and it, it was pretty good it was pretty good I, I gotta give it to myself it was pretty damn good um let's see what else did we make uh my wife she made some uh some roasted carrots they were pretty good um what else did she make she made some Brussels sprouts. They were pretty good, even though I don't fuck with them. Um, what else did she do? Oh, and she made these uh, these yams or these sweet potatoes that's uh, baked with uh, bits of bacon and brown sugar and butter. Those were hitting. They they meshed really well with the um, with the turkey. Um, as far as uh, what else what else did we make? Oh yeah, and uh, my mother-in-law she made some some great mashed potatoes and some uh, cranberry sauce, and it was real cranberries which threw me off because i'm used to the can but they were delicious that was and that that meshed well with the turkey too and uh we seasoned the hell out of the turkey and this year we uh, we cooked it in a bag uh you know to keep the breast juicy because you know so many times you bring that damn thing up out the oven you know or you always spoon in the the drippings on top to keep it moist and things like that but uh yeah use a damn roasting bag they have turkey bags in the ziploc aisle and it works wonders and we put a bunch of fresh herbs up under the um up under the breast uh you know uh thyme rosemary and i forgot what the other seasoning was and then uh you know, a little salt and pepper up on that big ass turkey, um, slathered it in butter and then in that cavity, put a, a lemon, some onion, and a little bit of garlic in there. And man, it, it, it soaked up them flavors. It soaked up them flavors. And I made a, uh, a gravy, uh, turkey gravy, but I used 
turkey broth. I didn't use the drippings uh, because I didn't want to be rushing at the last minute. You know how you rushing at that last minute to, you know, get that gravy going, you know, using that turkey stock, um, you know, the, using the turkey drippings, you know, from the pan. You, you got your little root, you know, with the flour and the butter and shit like that. You got that going and getting the knots out and then you slowly cook them drippings in. But sometimes, you know, it takes a long time for it to thicken up. And so I, I made it the night before with actual organic turkey stock and they carry it up at Target. And uh, you know what? I added a little bit of poultry season. I shouldn't be giving away this recipe, but I added just a dash of poultry seasoning and a heavy black pepper. And uh, it, it was damn good. It was damn good. It was pretty damn good. Um, but hopefully y'all had to y'all had a good time, you know, hanging out with y'all folks and uh, I gave y'all a few recipes, uh, some of my secrets and I shouldn't have. Uh, but we skimped on the, uh, the desserts. Um, you know, I didn't feel it because I mean, we was cooking so much. You know, you you doing all this damn food prep, you know, starting on damn, uh, you know, Monday night and well into Wednesday night and then you just popping stuff in the oven on Thanksgiving. But um. Yeah, we skimped on the dessert, so I just grabbed a couple of patty pies, and uh, my wife had some uh, some of these uh, sugar cookies that she bought from one of her students who was having a fundraiser for their drill team, and it was a big-ass, I think it was like an $18 tub of, uh, of sugar cookies, like lemon sugar cookies, but it was hitting, though. It was hitting, and she made some frosting for them, so that was hitting, um, and I think, I think that's all we had was the pies and the cookies. I think that was it but i think next year i'ma try my hand at some peach cobbler um i had an ex and i shouldn't be saying this but i had an ex who made a killer peach cobbler but she used for the topping fucking yellow cake like that duncan hines yellow cake and uh that was some of the most amazing peach cobbler i've ever had in my life but i ain't gonna be you know uh disrespectful to my home life and things like that and reach out to her to try to get that recipe but if anybody has a dope ass peach cobbler recipe uh please hit me up and let me know so i can try that next year uh for thanksgiving i'll probably practice it a couple weeks which is what's funny is uh with the podcast uh everyone was coming out so sporadically um the past uh i'd say back in october there was some that was kind of sporadically coming out and later in the thing because on my days off i normally record on tuesdays uh i, I was practicing different recipes you know because i was tuesdays my day off from the first plantation and usually i just work all day on the house and then at night i'll um, come down here and record and edit and get that up for y'all but i was uh at night after i got done doing you know stuff around the house uh fixing stuff you know mowing the yard and things like that and raking leaves um i would uh practice different recipes for like the dressing and uh you know uh for the mac and cheese i wanted to kind of play around with the cheeses but i just stuck to what i know you know i just stuck to what i knew yeah so i've been just practicing different recipes on things what would work what wouldn't work and uh you know there was a lot of trial and error but you know i'm gonna tell y'all something if you just taste your food while you're fixing it you just you know exactly what you got going on you know you know exactly you know how it's gonna taste and you're like oh, okay yeah this is hitting this is hitting so yeah always you know a chef always tastes their food so that's the only advice i got for y'all but let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer damn jam scream <laughs> <laughs> 
so let's see let's see what we got going on here so uh i came across an interesting article uh about a week back from uh, the new york times and it was talking about states revoking certifications and driver's license if you fall behind on your student loans and there's about 20 states that do this right now uh, where your license can be seized so is he, any kind of uh state issue license including a driver's license now what kind of fucking sense does this make so if your loan's going to default they'll pretty much they'll suspend your license or yank it away like nope and then you're like well how am i supposed to get to work legally to make money to pay for this i know it's a fear tactic you know used by the state so it'd be like oh you're paying so you can pay your bills and shit like that but it, it is this is the dumbest shit so the states are like washington california alaska hawaii new mexico texas louisiana arkansas mississippi florida georgia tennessee kentucky virginia massachusetts both dakotas uh minnesota iowa and illinois that is just wild to me but uh iowa is saying that it has not used that power or the iowa college student aid commission said it has not used that power in the last five years but um you know people are people can lose their jobs that way and then you know if your license gets suspended your driver's license and then you're either sneaking and driving to work you know you got a perfectly good car sitting in the driveway or sitting in your apartment parking lot and you know you just like damn i gotta get a uber to work or a jitney to work or i gotta get up fucking three hours before my shift so i can take the city bus there or the city transit whatever gets there what uh, you know bus or train you know however you get to work or subway and yeah that is just the wildest shit that is just it just blows my mind to just see that but maybe just because i'm living in nebraska and it doesn't happen here but that is just just one thing that just blows me smooth the fuck away like could you imagine you know you you get your uh you know your certification to be like a rn or whatever you read you know you get certified to be an rn and you know you're making this great money you just fall behind maybe you just bought a house or something and you just fall behind and you're living in let's just say we're, we're one of those states new mexico and you know you buy a nice house or something and you know then you then the ac goes out because it's hot as fuck in new mexico and so you need to buy a new ac unit and uh you know you just bought a home so your you know your credit ain't looking too right because you just brought the damn house and got this huge loan from the bank <clears throat> and so then you have to come up out of you know three four grand for a new uh you know ac unit so then now you you're like okay well i'll just pay my student loans you know next month and then something else happens you know you're not anticipating a high payment because you're used to paying rent but now you're paying a mortgage so now you gotta you know you're paying 13 1400 for your mortgage on top of that you still gotta pay you know the you, who knows 100 to 200 bucks for house insurance and so you just you just kind of overwhelmed by that you ain't budgeting too properly and you fall behind properly then you fall behind and then next thing you know, you get a notice or something from the DMV that your license has been suspended because you didn't fell behind on student loan payments. You know how fucked up that is in the system? It's just so damn backwards right now because I feel like that baby boomers generation, like they just, 
it was just like the perfect time you had the introduction of the gi bill um you had the whole it was the whole make america great again era you know you had the suburbs being built and these home loans given out uh, these federal loans being given out to uh, white folks at uh just super low rates um and uh there was there was maybe one a very low number of minorities or non-whites that got those loans but it was very slim to none and you know and it just seems like you know once those baby boomers you know reap the benefits of all these different handouts from the federal government then it's like okay then they infiltrated the system and it was like well this is not going to work anymore this isn't you know how it was back then and all this other shit and so you just have these crazy ass uh policies going on with student loans and uh student loan repayments it's just the wildest shit it just feels like you know they say millennials ruin everything but you kind of look at that baby boomer generation and it's just like you know they just went on to just inflict these just crazy ass policies to just keep because it's like okay i got i reap the benefits okay but somehow it looks like bootstraps i picked myself up by the bootstraps instead of me getting this amazing home loan to help me build wealth or this uh tuition that was only god knows how much but super cheap and then i had this job you know paying a great amount of money and all this other nonsense i saw something on facebook and uh it was a popular meme and it was saying that uh back in the 70s the guy was making like seven or eight dollars an hour or something and that was the equivalent to making almost twenty dollars an hour today and he was he was barely getting by working in the mailroom and he was making like seven or eight dollars back in the, i think it was late 70s or something like that and it was uh it might even be before that it might have been in the 60s or something he was making some kind of crazy amount where it were with inflation and everything else and the cost of living in 2017 it, it equated to almost 20 dollars an hour of what he was making and i was just like wow but they say millennials destroy everything and you know it's usually written by a baby boomer or something like that but that generation just really just kind of reaped every single benefit america had to offer and just thrived on it and then it was like well we can't let this happen again because who knows why because of fucking greed so it's like okay let's lock this in let's protect it uh even my kids can't even you know benefit from this if they go to college you know if this baby boomer fucked up or something like that so this whole article is just wild it's backwards um these people are trying to do the right thing and work and uh earn money and earn enough money so they can start paying off these loans but if they fall behind it's like uh i'm gonna take your certification you can't you know practice your job uh, i'll take your license too so you can't go to work so it's just setting you up to fail you know if you have a few hiccups and what's even crazier is i saw um i was watching uh what is it c-span or whatever i don't know that channel where they just showed the the people up on capitol hill just arguing on the senate floor but uh there was a guy talking about uh the tax bill that's being proposed by the republicans and by the gop the grand old party and it, he was talking about that 
it's over 60 percent i don't remember the exact uh the number but over 60 percent of american families as a whole cannot afford a 500 dollars emergency that just blows my damn mind so more than half of american families cannot afford a 500 dollars emergency and now we have a situation where this tax reform bill is going to cut billions of dollars from health care and from other things that help supposed to help the working poor and poor folks and the so-called middle class but it says it's going to give you a thousand dollars back but it's like you're, you're gutting all this other shit so how am i supposed to be happy that you're taking i think it's about four thousand dollars from the american family but giving me a thousand dollars it's like okay no that's that's not going to work you can't rob me for four grand and then give me a thousand dollars back I'm like okay have a good day like it just doesn't work like that it does not work like that that's just some sick shit that's going on and this system is thoroughly broken it is thoroughly broken and speaking of that um looks like trump is getting ready to kick out all these haitians um they came here during the earthquake it's about uh 60 000 haitians you know who are on a temporary status here due to the earthquake and they're about to send those folks right back to haiti and uh what is tough to hear about that is because haiti still hasn't recovered from that damn earthquake you know you had that clinton foundation raising hundreds of millions of dollars and nobody knows where that where that money went to you know nobody knows what that rebuilt or you know and i don't think the country can handle those sixty thousand people coming back i know they can't handle that that many people coming back from the temporary status and the haiti is part of the u.s you know i don't care what you say i mean it's just right there i mean the same with the dr is on the same damn island but you know this is still just to you know just shit on them for what happened you know back in 1804 you know with that revolution you know for them people you know creating their own republic but um you know they were forced to pay what was it reparations back to i think it was france or whatever in the form of like heavy taxes and shit like that and um man it's just tough to hear that you know and so that's why i took the stance that i took uh when everybody was you know black folks was talking about um you know let hispanic folks hold their own nuts with daca you know with the dreamers act and things like that but we had to you have to really think that there's black immigrants you know uh i mean you just see what's happening now with this whole haiti thing so it's just heartbreaking i got to do some more reading about that and just see how you know i can help you know what can you know where can i donate money to because that's 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 my thing but uh, what i'm working on now is uh you know i i started being an activist with you know and uh, with my wife and you know as far as protesting and things like that then i graduated to okay let me start we need to start putting our money where our mouth is i mean it's it's one thing for us to be out here chanting hands up don't shoot you know and then holding up signs but then you know you have to put your money where your mouth is but then at the same time it has to turn into a situation where you have to start being an activist too 
and uh, you have to, you know, kind of combine both of those with um, being present is what I mean. You know, you can't just keep donating money to uh, different causes and charities and things like that, um, which it does help. But I, um, I don't know. Maybe I just feel like this is lazy. There's other things I can do socially besides just donating money and buying plates you know when somebody passes away and they need to raise money you know that's the original gofundme somebody putting out plates you know with fish and spaghetti and things like that and i buy like three or four of them but um you know donating to different gofundmes and different uh organizations and uh buying supplies and you know sending them down like that that's that's a great thing right there but i have to really graduate to actually um combining all of that so you know being out in the streets you know getting gaining attention putting my money where my mouth is like what i'm doing now what we are doing now me and my wife and then you know just being there socially and um politically so those that's where i need to graduate to now that's where me and my wife need to graduate to now is just being socially and politically present you know because we do vote but we need to become more educated on the issues and to remember and most americans need to do this to remember hurtful or harmful policies that are affecting us today um with people who are sitting on capitol hill right now or sitting up in you know the state house in your um respective state so Let's see what else we got on that good old Summer Jam screen. So did you guys see, I should have had this in Selling Hope Like Dope, but I actually got something funnier in Selling Hope Like Dope. Um, this, uh, I, this, uh, uh, I'm a, I didn't, I feel like it's an opinion piece, you know, but it's not. It's a, a voice of hate in America's heartland from the New York Times. And this is about uh, the Hoveters. So you got Tony and Maria. And this is just an article about a white nationalist living in fucking Ohio in Huber Heights and they are newlyweds these white nationalists and this in this uh, article um, <clears throat> the writer Richard uh, Fawcett he tried to paint this as okay this guy is a walking contradiction look how big he is of an idiot but it, the piece was too compassionate and it tried to normalize um, this guy it tried to normalize these white supremacists these nazis these nazi sympathizers these white nationalists whatever you want to call them and so the the hoveters the white supremacists tony and maria um the the wife was worried about fucking antifa bashing up the ceremony her wedding ceremony how like that like when i first saw it i was like okay this is about to be a great piece because this woman is just dumb as shit if she thinks that antifa is going to bust up her little uh backwoods you know uh, ancestral ass wedding you know that's what she thinks she thinks she's that important okay but uh yeah this guy he 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 looks like a hipster and he has these bigoted ass books, these racist ass books just sitting up on his shelf. And he's uh, and he's talking about how he prefers to spread the gospel of white nationalism with with satire. And this motherfucker is a Seinfeld fan. He says he is a big Seinfeld fan. And he says, and I quote, I guess it seems weird when talking about these types of things. You know, I'm coming at it in a mid-90s Jewish New York observational humor way. 
So you got, you know, two, you know, one foot over here and one foot over here. So you're a white nationalist with these books by Hitler and other uh, white supremacists. But here you are being a big fan of a white Jew. Like, what? Help me out. And you want to spread your gospel through that Seinfeldy type way, you know, being satirical and complaining and trying to be funny. Like, what's the deal with the blacks? You know, some shit like that. But it's like, you can't move like that. Like, that is just some sick shit. And he goes on to say in the article that Hitler wasn't really, like, racist or something like that or genocidal. He was just a guy trying to get his message across. It was somebody else, you know, like his generals or something that were, like, homicidal maniacs and shit like that. And they show pictures of him just shopping in the supermarket and just oh he's just a regular ass guy and remember people got in uh, publications ass because when the alt-right first bust on the scene once donald trump uh, won the presidency they had these profiles or right before trump won the presidency they had these profiles of richard spencer and uh, the these other uh alt-right white nationalist groups and they were just like oh these are the cool kids or the dabonair uh, you know nationalists or alt-right oh these are the new debonair faces of the right and all this other shit and then it, everybody's like yo these are just straight up kkk members without the hoods on and with a fucking skin tight fade you know with a comb over up top with some moose in it like they just took the hoods off and they're trying to appeal to younger people but that's that's what this article was this article tried to come off like hey this guy is a contradiction his wife's a dumbass and all this other shit but it didn't come off like that it just came off like a um a fluff piece about a white nationalist and that you guys just really have to read this this piece you really have to read it because you're just like whoa we really doing this right now we're trying to normalize a fucking nazi but um ho what you got to say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right so moving on oh i'm sorry thank you tyrone biggums i hope you had a great holiday i'm glad to hear that you survived the holiday and i'm glad you can still keep doing these drops for me so thank you playboy all right so moving on to selling hope like dope we have to give it to a few detroit cops so some detroit cops from the 11th precinct figured they'd go into a bad neighborhood that's for this drug rid ridden crime ridden and go undercover and uh sell some dope that's what they thought so cops from the 12th precinct roll up and like what the fuck y'all doing come up off them drugs or catch these hands and get arrested so the cops from the 12th precinct did not know that the cops from 11th precinct were going undercover to sell drugs so neighbors were just watching cops fight with each other in the middle of the street in the middle of the damn street and i say this is selling hope like dope because this is who we got patrolling our streets right now fucking fools that's who we have patrolling our streets right now fools okay that i mean that's all the fuck i gotta say about that but uh speaking of dope did y'all see uh the teacher who got caught uh 
being high as a kite. So basically, this woman went off to the corner of her room and she was snorting a mixture of heroin and cocaine. Uh, this woman, this is an Indiana teacher named Samantha Cox. She's only 24, but she went to the corner. But you could still see, you know, how most classrooms have that glass door, like that glass window. And then the bottom is all wood. So, yeah, some kids just stood there and just filmed her snorting coke, a mix of coke and heroin in the corner of her classroom. So she was removed immediately and she was arrested on drug possession charges. And they should hit her with the uh, the school zone because she's right at a school. You know, they be killing niggas with that 500 feet within a school zone. And anywhere you go, there's a damn school. So you can't be you really can't sell drugs nowhere. So she should be hit with that, too. And then there was a video and I need to I'm, I'm a link it. I'm gonna try to link it on uh, in the notes. Uh, these this this uh, brother went to the gas station and both clerks were hitting the dope fiend lean behind the counter they were both just nodding off and uh rocking back and forth high off that heron or some kind of op opioid something but i think it was that heron because they was leaning they was leaning like the tower of pisa just they was just dope fiend leaning hard and this this was a video it went viral i, I think most of y'all didn't seen it but these these women were so comfortable at their jobs that they're like, OK, let's shoot up this hair on this narcotic. Let's get on it and let's work this graveyard shit. And the whole time they just keep on coming in and out, in and out. I'm telling y'all, I would have took advantage of that whole situation. And by that, I would be like, I gave you a hundred dollar bill and I need my change back. Only thing I bought was a couple of honey buns. Okay, so I need my uh, $98.25, please. And I would just keep running that same damn scheme over and over until that register was empty. Because then both them women were high as a damn kite. I would have emptied out that register and bounced. Okay, because those women were high as a kite. So what they going to do to double? What they going to do to A double? What they going to do to good old Adrian? Okay, because I'm skating off with that six, seven hundred dollars in that cash register and I'm not going to block my blessings and I'm not going to put it on Facebook. I tell you that. I mean, these these black folks, they, they were very patient with these uh, these two dope things who were working behind the damn counter high as a kite. And what was crazy to me is they put it on Facebook and they were just going through the transaction like the women just kept nodding off. And they would scan one item, nod off, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. And then come back to scanning the other items. And I would have been like, no, you already scanned that. Oh, wait, wait what? I would have been running all kinds of game on them. They would have said the total came up to, uh, you know, uh, $5.34. I would have handed them a 10 and be like, okay, can you give me two fives back? <laughs> I would have been running I've been running all kind of number scams with them left and right until that register was empty and then I'd be like uh you need to open that other till you know and ring this up open up that other cash register and you know help me out because you don't block your blessings in situations like that you don't like that it just it just it, it kills me 
how people exploit a situation for like Facebook likes and shit like that. Like them likes don't equal dollars, okay? Unless you selling a product or something, but a lot of times that don't even happen. You put a product up there and you get, you know, 300 likes, but you might get, you know, 10 sales. You know what I'm saying? And it might be something insignificant like a bumper sticker or some or a pin or something, you know? So whenever you see a situation presented like that, don't block your blessings. There was a situation, I think I talked about it about 40, 50 episodes ago, about somebody found some money, a duffel bag in the airport full of money, and they're going to turn it in. God was there telling you, you need this money to change your life. Take it. There you go. Have a good one. And it was just like the... uh, and then about 30 episodes, I talked about a woman at Goodwill who found a bunch of money stashed in a purse and the, the purse belonged to an older woman who passed away and her grandkids or her sons, I can't remember, didn't know that she had that money stashed away and they just donated everything to Goodwill. And I think it was about 30 G. No, I think it was a little bit more than 30 G's or something like that. And... Uh, might have been about 40 or 50 G's and uh, I think about 40 G's and then somehow Goodwill gave her like $4,000 for being a good Samaritan because they didn't even know that uh, that money was stashed away them, them boys or the, or the grandson or the grandboys. I don't remember, but that was God again telling you and showing you, hey, you need this. You working at Goodwill as a manager, making $9 and some change an hour, dealing with some bullshit, dealing with people haggling you about some goddamn uh, shoulder pad lace dresses, women dresses that's supposed to be on sale for 75 cents. But the red tag special was on Wednesday and it's fucking Thursday. And you trying to tell the woman, hey, that was yesterday, but she don't want to give you the damn 225. She want to just give you three quarters and a dime for tax. And you up here dealing with that shit, but you gonna turn in that $40,000. Stop blocking your blessings. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right, so moving on to holding this L, it has to be my fellow Nebraskans here. Uh, Jay Z canceled his concert that was supposed to happen December 6th on a Wednesday. And I took that day off from work, but now I got an extra day off from work, so I guess I'll just uh, do some stuff. I'll do some stuff, you know, around the house. It's the last day that I could take off this year, but it's a paid day, single vacation day. Uh, so I'll get paid to just do stuff that I need to do around the house. But uh, so he canceled due to some screen issues, and uh, the local TV station here, uh, KETV Channel Seven. Uh, which is ABC News, our local ABC News station. They posted about it on Facebook, and you just go into these damn comments and uh, these small town hicks. Uh, like I told y'all before, if you go outside of Omaha metropolitan area in Lincoln, it's just nothing but farm folk, small town folk, and rednecks. That's it. So, I mean, you got Omaha and Lincoln that are pretty it's somewhat diverse it's kind of reflective of the country um but you just go into these comments and these people who you know who only deal with people who look exactly like them and and share the same ideology and watch fox news like all the comments were uh jay-z brings the trash out 
whenever he comes to the city, he, uh, whenever he comes to the state. He only been here one other time, and that was two years ago, back in 2015 in Lincoln. And there was no incidents that happened, and you know, at the concert or anything like that. Uh, another person said uh, people kept on putting Jay Z. Never heard of her. Now that's very sexist, right there. You know, to uh, basically equate being weak or being a woman to with being a woman just you know so many guys were saying that and then uh why would then one woman was like why would anyone want to pay to listen to someone curse and it, it just it just was wild to me because I, I always try to avoid that going into those comments but it's just so many people are just so bored and want to troll uh these small-minded town folk and they really have to hold this l like if that's all that you have to do is just sit up and troll online about the concert being canceled and go out of your way to shit on black folks like you really have to take a hard look in the mirror because your life is in shambles you like you really do like there's there's okay like getting some jokes off like oh you could say his music is trash or something like that or Nas is better I could I could see that but you're deliberately going out your way to shit on black folks like saying Jay-Z brings the trash out like that's just a you know that's just a cold word for black folks is black people are trash and people who and uh so black folks and uh you know other and white folks who deal who deal with black folks are trash you know so essentially saying the niggers and the nigger lovers are trash that's that's what you're really getting at um y'all really gotta hold this l y'all need something better to do in your time um you guys need to figure out what you're gonna do since your president is getting rid of this uh the aca gutting it out and then you guys are about to be taxed at a very very high rate very high rate it was about to be four it was about four trillion dollars being cut from uh all kinds of programs including medicare and medicaid and a lot of these people in these small towns are nothing but welfare kings and queens but uh yeah y'all gotta hold this l you win perfect all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes <clears throat> we have to give it to lonzo ball's father uh lavar ball uh you know he had the uh war of the words with the uh, so-called president and with those war of the words this man has accrued they said about on business insider they said that he accrued about 13 million dollars in advertising for his big baller brand just by not quote unquote thanking the president and for uh the uh cheeto in chief tweeting up a storm about him and all the press he got on uh you know news outlets and uh different blog sites and uh news websites so shout out to this brother he knows how to play the game he knows there's no such thing as bad publicity and shout out to him for keeping good on his promise with the big baller brand shoes because this was the real true test because a lot of people ordered and they said they weren't going to be shipping out until December, January and people are starting to get their pairs. Um, so, you know, those those kicks a little bit too expensive for me, but I'm, I, I will definitely buy a couple of hoodies and things like that once I get through this holiday season. But just shout out to this this brother. He just knows how to play the game. And uh, he is just a walking, talking billboard for his sons and his brand. So nothing but respect to LeVar Ball. Not all heroes wear capes. 
Some of them have a war to words with the president and they follow through on their promises. All right, so moving on to health over wealth. You know what I say, without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. And this quote comes from Carlos Castaneda. It says, happiness is an attitude. We either make ourselves miserable or happy and strong. The amount of work is the same. So the reason that I chose this quote is we just had Thanksgiving pass. We got Christmas coming up and we got, uh, you know, once Thanksgiving hits, just holiday after holiday after holiday. So you got, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And then you got Valentine's Day. And then it just kind of slows down after that. Um, But I just wanted to say that because a lot of times we're spending time with family and friends and some of those people are very toxic but you know you do the whole song and pony the song and dance the horse and pony show uh, with this, these family members and friends uh, just because you feel it's the right thing to do so as far as happiness goes and things of that sort if you're dealing with toxic family members and uh, toxic friends um, you know i'm not telling you to charge into the game uh, a lot of times you should because it's very dangerous to you and draining to your energy and what you're trying to accomplish. But do not let their negative outlooks on life and their attitudes affect you. You know, you can't change that person, but you can change how you react to that person. Okay. Now, I know it's very hard to deal with toxic family. Um, it's very troubling, but the only thing that you can change is how you react to that toxic family member. That's it. So you always want to choose happiness and joy. And, um, you know, never forget to fill your cup up first. And that way you can fill others cups. All right. So that's it. Uh, nothing but love and respect to y'all. And thank you for being patient with me with this episode. And um, we're going to have another one coming right on up for y'all. But as always, I love y'all. One.